You are now listening to the Soul Power to the People podcast with Tess Frigera, your Soul Powered Executive Coach. This podcast is designed to make soul power a normal topic of conversation. What makes us divine and how can it empower your life and business? For season three, we are diving deep into the stories of entrepreneurs and business owners who powered through the 2020 lockdown and emerged even stronger. So get ready to be inspired, get ready to be empowered, get ready to take action as we explore how to elevate your soul power and create success no matter what. All right, welcome everyone to Soul Power to the People podcast. We have another wonderful guest with us today. I'm so excited to hear her story. Bronwyn is our guest today. She's a singer-songwriter, and I'm excited to hear about that too because I'm an aspiring musician myself. I'm really interested to hear her perspective on the power of healing. So welcome everyone to Soul Power to the People podcast. Bronwyn, welcome. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yes. Would you please uh, introduce yourself for the audience? Yeah. So I'm a singer-songwriter, first and foremost. I'm um, from New Zealand. And about 18 months ago now, I moved to Mexico and have been on a crazy healing journey ever since. Um, And I recently also launched uh, my own healing business. I trained in Reiki and breathwork and EFT. And so now I'm doing both the healing work and my music. And yeah. Wow, healing and music. Yes. What does that like? Paint me a picture. Yeah, I I don't know. I keep on like wrestling with myself, like whether I can do both. And then I keep reminding myself that music is actually healing. So it makes perfect sense to do them together. At the moment, I'm keeping them kind of separate from each other. But I do feel like, you know, in the future, I might host a retreat maybe and also perform at it. Or I feel like there will be more crossover as I get more comfortable with it. Yeah, that's interesting. I did a uh, a talk tour back in 2016, 17, 15, 16, 17. I was in California in the West Coast. Mm -hmm. And I would open up my talk with a song. (laughs) (laughs) And I would have uh, have the audience uh, stand up and join me. And as we do a mantra, on money and you know through singing sure. it. so it, and i've always i've always been curious what that would look like if i continued on our topic today is how your business was affected by um covid the lockdown and why <laughs> why are you in mexico for for starters how, how long have you been there that's another dream of mine after pandemic i thought i'd move there uh, myself, but I didn't. Uh, I met the love of my life. Tell us your story. How did you end up in Mexico? Sorry. Your partner doesn't feel like moving to Mexico? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've known him for a while, and then we reconnected after. I, I traveled so much. I, uh, you know, like I said, I traveled to California. I was there for two years, and then when the pandemic hit, I was in Nebraska, and then I went back to Minnesota. Because uh, I also host uh, karaoke. So I, I have music in me. And then we got together and he said, no, no, no to Mexico. Oh. <laughs> he's, he's willing to visit. But yeah. it's not about me. Please share your story. 
<laughs> yeah, I was just really burnt out in New Zealand and uh, I do love New Zealand, but it's very isolated and it's very small and you know, I've always wanted to get to Nashville actually for my music because uh, it's like country pop music, so it makes sense. Yeah, I was burnt out from the um, just working through the pandemic and I just needed a break. Um, so Mexico seemed like a good option for that. It's cheap. I could work through my writer's block, um, take some time off work because I'm a bit of a workaholic. Um, and yeah, just like live for a little bit because I was working so many different jobs I like sleep and work that was that was my life and yeah and Mexico is so close to America too so while I'm sort of buying my time until I can get a visa it just it seemed like a good idea and it's far enough that I couldn't just you know chicken out and go home <laughs> yes 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 uh, so when did you move 18 months ago May 2022 wow yay. you are living my dream you can always come just come for a holiday and like we can do all the cool things that'll get them hooked on Mexico too well the thing is even my ex who's from Mexico was afraid of going or taking me to Mexico oh wow. because rumor has it that it's not safe in Mexico what's your experience I haven't felt unsafe at all while I've been here. Um, I do have friends that have had unfortunate uh, circumstances, but I think as long as you just keep your wits about you, don't don't come at me, anyone that disagrees with that. Um, but <laughs> I think, yeah, just as long as, you know, you use common sense. Um, there's some areas, like I am in Playa del Carmen, so it's quite a tourist area. I know there's definitely areas that... The, people say to avoid but then people also told me not to go across the highway because it was dangerous here I go across there all the time so I'm not too sure where that idea came from yeah in 2019 I met someone that had lived in Mexico for I can't remember six months or something so they had already sort of planted the seed that Mexico was actually safer than we think if we watch the news that's that's amazing tell me what was your business like or how was your singing your gigs before yeah. the pandemic yeah so I was gigging a lot um like every weekend I would have several gigs and I would always have to drive a lot so I was already getting a bit burnt up even before the pandemic and then I had decided not long before the pandemic actually started it was like I knew to pick up a part-time job just to help me pull back a little bit from all the long drives to gigs and things um, like the ridiculously late nights you know I'd be doing cover gigs to like one in the morning and then drive home uh, it, it wasn't that great and yeah so I decided to pick up this part-time job and then as soon as the pandemic hit I was like oh I'll just pick up all these extra hours and then old jobs would approach me like oh can you come fill in um, for us on these days and picked up like babysitter babysitting work and I lost most of my gigs over the pandemic but I just ended up with so many other jobs that that part didn't really matter but it was a bit different to what other people were experiencing but that was in the back of my mind too like how how long are these jobs going to last you know all businesses could shut down permanently through the pandemic so I was just trying to save and make the most of anything that came my way so yeah no we locked down um I think in month I had off work the was it one month or was it two I can't even remember the first time it, around it was a few months here because I remember when I moved to Nebraska it was November and then someone texted me and said well you're not missing anything here we're locked down anyway 
Mm-hmm. And then my boss uh, from my side gig as karaoke DJ texted me around July or June that uh, the restaurants are reopening. We had different levels. So like level four, yeah, I think it was it six weeks. It might have been level four the first time. So there was no work at all. You could you could barely leave your house. And then when we went down to level three, gigs didn't start back. But uh, like I was working at one of the jobs was fast food. So the drive through was allowed to open. But then they had these like areas in the store of like one person can only be in this like two meter square space. Like you can't touch anyone. You can't go close to anyone. It was ridiculous. It was like I remember there was a band playing and we were outdoors. We were outside and I wanted to dance. I wanted to dance to the music and I was told to sit down. I'm like, oh my God. And if you walk to the bathroom or somewhere, you have to put your mask up. Yeah. And I, yeah, no. Anyway, (laughs) so we ended what we ended up doing because also. Uh, the seating reservation for outside would run out in 90 minutes. What we did was we went to the parking lot and danced as the band was playing. And that was so fun. And a few people who were eating, they were still eating, would join us and dance because they were not allowed in the patio area. Ridiculous. I hear a lot of burnout, any other stories of resilience, adaptation that you learned about yourself? Because I really think that uh, the pandemic is a gift. So what was the gift of pandemic for you? Well, when I was younger, um, I had epilepsy. And like there were phases where I couldn't even hold one job, <laughs> let alone six. Um, and so the fact that I like was able to pull all the all those ridiculous hours off um, on, you know, minimal sleep. I don't, I struggled to sleep at the best of times. Um, so that in itself was kind of an achievement for me. But yeah, most most of my learnings about resilience came once I got to Mexico. <laughs> don't keep me hanging. I tell you more. Um, okay, so uh, yeah, I got here and yeah, my sleep's been an issue since I was about five. But we always just put it down to, you know, I started school, I started learning, I always loved learning, and I just didn't want to turn my brain off or something like that. I got here and it was getting worse. Like, it it took me 48 hours to get here. (laughs) And I didn't sleep at all. I had had so many stopovers and everything, and um, some, like, airlines and countries were discriminating, so I had to take a bit of a long, long trip to get here. That was another little reason as to why I chose Mexico because they weren't discriminating at the time but that there wasn't that big of a detail yeah so I I didn't sleep at all on my way here and then I was like kind of sleeping but not really and then I stopped completely and I was trying all these alternative healing techniques to try and learn to relax and just I hadn't written a song for three years and even that was only one song so it had been about six years of writer's block really yeah I was trying all these alternative healing techniques like water therapy reiki breath work felt like I was making a little bit of progress but not really much and then I did the self-hypnosis the grace app it's called 
I had been trying it for ages and I hadn't got anything. And then this one night, just as I was about to turn it off, actually, because I was about to give up on it, I remembered this nightmare that I used to have quite often when I was young, of the wolf man coming down the hill to our house and I was hiding in the lounge. And my uncle's name came to mind at the time. And some people in the past have told me just from my energy that they suspected I had been assaulted or something, but I have no memory of it at all or at, at that point in time I just didn't and then yeah over the coming weeks just as I was about to give up and go home because I was like I can't can't function if I'm not sleeping I started to remember getting assaulted by him multiple times between the age of five and eight and then I actually developed the epilepsy when I was about eight or nine I'm not sure exactly and it was in my sleep too which makes even more sense now that I'm piecing it all together so 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 many breakthroughs and yeah it explains a lot wow i don't remember a lot about my childhood as well but uh, yeah. i grew up in a dysfunctional family i think because i loved my father too much i just didn't want to remember mm -hmm. you know the dysfunction and uh, well actually it was you know not to me but abuse towards my mother um that i i just wanted to make him the hero of my life because mm -hmm. I was I was his favorite or at least one of uh, the six children. So it's really interesting, right? How you, for self-protection, you mm -hmm. forget such an important detail, but it's for yeah. self-preservation. Yeah. What other insights did you get uh, from that? And this happened in Mexico when you actually opened up. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it would have happened at home because even as I was just starting to get little bits, you know, my family, were, well, my dad was very close-minded to it. My mum was a bit more open to it. Yeah, being, if I was still at home or around them, I feel like, you know, they would have shut it down. I would have been like, I, I can't be not working. I need to go back and get a job and then I'm too busy to start to process anything. So um, I definitely think to happen here. I tried ayahuasca at the start of this year and I didn't actually get much from it in, in the normal sense. I like started to see and feel little bits and then I went, oh no, I'm too scared. Like I don't, don't want to see anything and it just stopped. As after that, I was like, wow, if I can stop ayahuasca, then like one, how am I ever going to release the rest of this trauma if I can suppress that? And then I also got thinking about my epilepsy too, because I hadn't had a seizure for, I want to say about six years. And I was like, did I actually grow out of it? Or did I just get better at suppressing all my emotions and the trauma that was triggering the seizures? Um, that was that was a huge, what the heck moment. Before I started remembering the assaults, but after I had remembered the nightmare, I did a breathwork session and I had mm -hmm. been doing it all year, but this was the first time I got deep enough to actually start seeing things. And I saw the wolf and I was like, who are you? Show me. And just as he was about to reveal himself, I had a seizure. Um, they don't recommend you do breathwork if you have epilepsy. So that's on me. So many connections and realizations piecing it all together. Wow. And who's assisting you right now as you're going through all that? Are you just doing it by yourself or do you have a shaman uh, or someone assisting yeah. you? Yeah, there's one therapist that I've been working with mostly. She's from Australia, actually. She's been like my supportive, like mother therapist. Like she's lovely. So she does a lot of deep integration therapy, parts work, you yeah. name it. She's 
trained in it really. So um, yeah, she's been amazing. And just different different people, different modalities that I find that I'm like, oh, I'll try that. Especially since I am so good at um, suppressing things, you know, yes. I tried CAP. I've done that a few times, Kundalini activation process. You lie still and they like remove energy and play with your energy. And a lot of people like move and they'll like raise their hands without even realizing they're doing it. I am dead still. (laughs) I am not relaxed enough to move yet, but I still feel like I get something from those sessions. But I think just because of my nature, it's important for me to try everything. And one day, you know, something will surprise me, something that I wasn't expecting and I'll be like, oh, I actually like moved or released something during that. I did right. um, bagel nerve therapy. And mm-hmm. one, I think it was like our third session, um, just trying to regulate my nervous system. And what was it? Oh, she lifted my neck. Like I'm lying on a massage table. She like stretched out my neck. And I felt this ball of fear just come up from my chest and up through my throat. It was so weird. But because I wasn't expecting anything, I was like you know, it was able to happen. Whereas normally I'm like, is, is something going to happen? Like I want to move, I want to release. <laughs> and right, just- right, right, right. Yeah, the more the more you want it, the more evasive it is. But then exactly. when you just relax and surrender to the present moment, it just happens. I love that you're so open to healing, that you're open to trying so many modalities. And I've I've tried some of that, uh, Reiki. Uh, actually, I took Reiki myself, um, breathwork. Yeah, yeah self-hypnosis. My mm. goodness, when I learn... Because here I am, strong woman, at least that was my self-perception at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, who, who wouldn't think of herself as uh, as strong when she sing- single-handedly raised her children by herself, you know, mm-hmm. a single mom for 15 years. So that was my self-identity. And then when I read a book, When Pleasing Others Hurt You by Dr. David Hawkins is uh, the author. I was so livid when I realized, oh my God, I'm doing all these things me, strong, confident woman doing all these things underneath it is because I'm insecure and I'm people pleasing. Mm. Oh, I was so livid. And then I tried self-hypnosis for self-confidence because I realized the confidence that I was putting out there was just false bravado. And mm. I needed that the true confidence coming from within. And so I really applaud you for trying all this. I've not tried ayahuasca. I've heard a lot about that. You know, keep trying, keep opening up to it. Because when you trust you, that you're mm. you're taking care of you, you're loving yourself enough to go through all this. There's yeah. a part of you that's loosening up the grip and trusting you and opening up. And believe me, I was doing inner child healing already for others. But I've never experienced it myself. That was, you know, back when I started. It was, it was so amazing, like, kind of like you, such a strong ego survival Yeah. that my, my inner child was like, no, no, I'm not letting go yet. And then all of a sudden, I, I was weeping like a baby. And from yeah. then on, you know, it's like I was able to sleep some more and, and, and relax into life and surrender to the moment. It's such a fascinating journey. And I, I commend you for everything that you're trying and doing. Yeah. And so what now? What, how's your writer's block? Yeah, so I've finished some new songs that I'm really excited oh. about. 
I'm actually, I brought a production course, so I'm going to try and produce them myself. We'll see how that goes. There's actually a lot of resistance. I didn't expect to come up as I'm trying to learn to produce, so that'll be interesting. Um, at the very least, I'll be able to make my demos better and I can still go to someone else. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to re release some new music in the new year. And then I, yeah, I trained in Reiki, breathwork and EFT. So I've also launched a healing business so I can help other people, um, whether they're going through something similar or just, you know, feeling a bit stuck and want to see if they can get to the root of their limiting beliefs and things too. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That, that assault, uh, it how are you on that journey? Is it still? Yeah, um, I am not in a relationship and not thinking about that. So I guess that'll be like the telltale moment to, when I see how far I've come, whether I feel comfortable in a relationship or not, when the opportunity time is right. But in my personal life, being single, I feel like so much happier, so much more confident than I was. I have actually, yeah, I've started like talking about it. That's been a big difference too. At the start of the year, I posted, because I hadn't been posting on social media and everyone's asking me like, what are you doing? You know, you went here to work on music. So I was like, well, the new year is a good enough time as any to, you know, attempt to share a little bit of what's been going on. And I always have this weird thing where I feel like I can only talk about music. I don't know. I kind of just boxed myself in a bit like that or only happy things too. And I'm like, this, this isn't either of those things. I don't really want to share about it. But I wrote up this social media post about everything that I was going through and processing. I, a friend wrote over it just so I could make sure that sun came across okay and as I went to post it I started shaking and actually after I posted it I ended up vomiting <laughs> so it's wow. been a it's been a big process of yeah just starting to share because my dad didn't want me to tell anyone like I wanted to talk to Nana and he said no she can't know he, he was worried she wouldn't be able to handle it but she's actually been really good but yeah there was a lot of processing I contacted the cops back home so I've reported my uncle they didn't have enough to do anything but he's on their list so that that is huge yeah just I don't know just tackling everything trying to do as much as I can to help release things and yeah sharing about it I mean the amount of messages I got after I made that social media post was insane it was so sad how many people can relate and how many people said that they you know felt like they could start talking about it because I started talking about it so that was cool and yes. I contributed a chapter to a book on women's healing and dark times the book's called sacred silver linings it just released last last month? no start of this month sorry um and yeah the digital copy is only 99 cents I think they're keeping it at that price so anyone can go and read it and there's 20 amazing chapters in there and so I got to write a bit more in depth about my healing journey and I included some song lyrics in there just for a bit of difference and to help tell the story as well taking any opportunity I can to just my throat everyone keeps telling me my throat is blocked so that's my big focus at the moment is just like talk just stop stop trying to restrict myself just see what happens yes. that is amazing in the seasons one and two of uh this podcast uh i had guests talk about assault about pedophilia about grooming the double standard and the healing process because you know we're over sexualizing our children right now and there is 
trauma underneath. Um, and I've uh, coached uh, a lot of uh, survivors who just couldn't keep up or cope with life. Mm. And for some like you, it's hidden in a health yeah, yeah, definitely. issue, a health mm. challenge. And, and for some, it's um, never making it enough in their career or depression and that. So it, it can manifest in so many ways. And so I really appreciate you being so open about your healing journey, talking about the abuse, the assault. Because once we release that shame, again, it's this yeah. the trust between you and you, that your inner child trusting you and opening up to more. Yeah, that oh, chakra healing. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing because one of my gifts too, my divine gift is the full expression, which is the throat. You know, my voice is my power. But at the same time, it, it can also work against me when I'm too subversive, <laughs> when I'm speaking out against crimes, against humanity, against the mm-hmm. tyrannical lockdown that we all uh, had to witness and be in. I love that you're pushing against your own discomfort to tell the truth and to share mm-hmm. your truth and healing journey with everyone. That's amazing. Thank you. No, I'm working on it slowly. That's a lot of lesson. I love it because you you went to Mexico and now that started. And and that's why I went to California to 2015 to 17 is to unplug and to really, you know, after being a single mom, my my daughter graduated high school and I thought that's my graduation too. It was time for me to learn about myself. And by you unplugging from, you know, the safety of your family mm. and even the lockdown, the harsh lockdowns, and because it's less restrictive in Mexico, as you mentioned, you gave yourself that space, that sacred space to really get to know yourself. Anything more you want to add into that? No, I think I think that probably covers it, yeah. 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 But, and so the podcast title is Soul Power to the People. Why did you agree to come to the show? Yeah, I think a lot of people that I talk to, and I didn't really realize it at first, but they're like, wow, you're so brave to do all this work. And I'm like, am I? I just, I want to feel better, you know? And yeah, they talk about how scary it is to do the healing because it feels like this box that once you open, you know, it's never going to finish. You're going to get overwhelmed with even more trauma or something like that. And I definitely have had moments of thinking that myself. So I see where they're coming from, but I just really want to encourage more people to do healing work. They will feel so much better for it. And there's so many, yeah, new and alternative natural healing techniques that, you know, it doesn't have to be hard. doesn't have to be hard, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Really, really important to reach out to someone who can assist you in that yeah. because our brain, you know, and our also our pattern programming will, you know, the knee-jerk reaction, kind of like what you said earlier. If I did, if you didn't have that experience, you're re- ready to go home. Is it, you know, yeah. It's really amazing work this healing and it's been poo-pooed and it's been restricted and witches have been burnt at the stake but these people the shamans all these wise healers they know what they're talking about so it's not just the intellect that's important it's you know it's the whole all of you to open up the fear of being re-traumatized Yeah, just getting overwhelmed and trapped by all the darkness that's coming up. But 
yeah, there's there's ways to avoid that. And I think like Mexico is great because there's so many different healing modalities and healers here. But you also do your research and make sure that, you know, you find someone that is actually has your best interests at heart. Some of them don't have the sort of training that they should have. What's the change in your music? Do you just see a change? Yeah, I've started retuning my guitar to the 528 hertz frequency, the heart frequency. How do you do that? How do you Um, do that? I'm curious. Yeah, so it's just, um, it's a little bit like sharp compared to standard tuning, I guess. But yeah, so normally standard is 440 and that's Mm -hmm. like the A string is tuned to 440. Um, But for 528, for some reason they call it 528, but you're tuning the A string to 444. But there's an app that I have, I can't remember what it's called, I can find it. Um, Or you can just type it into Google even, like tune my guitar to 528 hertz and they'll talk you through the, talk you through the different uh, strings and, you know, just play the string and match them sort of thing. It's called Fine Tuner is the app that I use and it has a few different tunings. So you can also tune, um, they've got 432 which is meant to be the healing frequency, I think. But I liked 528 of it more. You like 528, you said? Yes. I'm in Mexico. Everyone does like sound healing and things like that, like medicine music as such. But I do believe in the frequencies. The first time I tuned my guitar differently, I just like felt like this huge release. I don't know. It was it was weird. I wish I'd been filming it because I was a bit skeptical, to be completely honest. But I just thought, oh, I'll see how it goes. And yeah, I just I feel like I can sing stronger in that frequency for some reason too like it's not even much of a difference but i i do feel like it makes quite a difference um it's it's a it's a published article on the frequency and anything under a certain frequency is it 428 or 432 i can't remember don't quote me on it but if it's a certain frequency which is the frequency we are now programmed um the the music retuned it it's set at that frequency that doesn't enhance people's consciousness. It keeps us trapped in that lower frequency, which is really violent sickness, that kind of frequency. Whereas if you tap in into the higher frequency, I listen to the angels frequency at 999 <laughs> during my healing journey because it was just so painful to be in that lower vibrational frequency. Came across this information. It's really important to align our health, our healing into the higher frequency, which is our higher self, really. Definitely. Our soul yeah. power. Yeah, anything more you want to add to that? Um, no, I think you covered it. Yeah, I'm terrible at explaining it, but I Me just when, when I felt <laughs> it, I was like, okay, this is this is enough confirmation to just go with it, and hopefully, people enjoy it too. The podcast is Rising Above Crimes Against Humanity, elevating your soul power, creating success no matter what. You have to empower yourself to go outside of what we've been programmed to do what we've been taught, because that kind of programming will keep us trapped in that lower level kind of doing things where we're struggling, we're we're waking up to just pay, you know, go to work and pay the bills. And that is not what we are here to do. We are here to do more. We are here to contribute our higher gifts, really actualize our soul's gifts and bring it to here on earth and contribute it to others and as we contribute it we fulfill ourselves 
And uh, to that point, why your business? What do you see your your vision is for your business? Yeah, I think I see mo- myself mostly doing music, but also still having some clients um, on the side. Like I do really enjoy doing the Reiki and breathwork and EFT. And every time I find a new healing modality, I'm like, oh, I want to train in that. I want to train in that. So I definitely, yeah, I need to pace myself. Yeah, I think mostly doing music. I mean, people always tell me that they like my music because it's upbeat and makes them happy so um i think that's that's healing in itself and yeah hopefully i can just now that i feel ready and i'm working on new music i'll be able to reach new audiences and i would love to tour and actually i want to do retreats too like i want to do everything it's a bit of a trap as long as i'm happy really it'll be something along the lines of music and healing yeah that's amazing you can do a lot of things with your gifts. You can teach, teach how to sing, teach yeah. how to write songs, but in a way that is freeing, not to the point yeah. of burnout. Uh, so because we are unplugging from that reality of having to work, 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 work. Yeah. And to the world that you are exploring and experiencing right now where you're really tapping in into your divine gifts and, mm-hmm. and expressing it even more. I, I love your story. I really love it. Do you have any other advice, insights you can share with other, maybe a songwriter or a singer or an aspiring musician like myself, any advice uh, to get them started to aim for success in today's challenging world? Yeah, I think uh, I tell only anyone that wants to be a musician or is a musician, like if you if you want a career in music, go after it. Because the number of people that told me, you know, I can't make money from music, um, there, there's a lot of them, and they've all been wrong because I've had plenty of gigs and royalties and things. Um, so I know it's definitely possible. Um, yeah, I haven't haven't made much money from music lately, but that's about to change again as I put myself out there more. So go after what you want. Don't let anyone hold you back. Right. How can you make money when your energy is suffocated? Or exactly. yeah, yeah, right. And this is what people don't understand about stepping into your soul power is, oh, yeah, I'm just going to do it differently. Or you're going to try something else. But you're just repeating the same old patterns, doing more coping mechanism rather than releasing all the gifts that you are yourself into the world so that that is the difference is when you're doing things not to just survive but to actually have fun and enjoy and actually contribute to a world that is a higher frequency <laughs> which means love and beyond really a uh, higher frequency what is that it's not just the tuning of the guitar but it's it's the what resonates with your your real nature which is higher frequency, your higher self. So this is an amazing journey that you shared with us from not knowing why you were having epilepsy, not knowing why you were having such trouble sleeping, and then tuning in and uh, following your dream to go to Mexico. I'm glad you did. Someone did. (laughs) Come join me. We'll persuade you, partner. I'd love to sing with you on stage one one day. That would be that would be interesting to do a collaboration. I've just started hosting an open mic night here too, so you're more than welcome to come join us. But Bronwyn, thank you so much for everything that you shared. I. 
the audience really heard your message that there's so much more to healing work. There's so much, yeah, it's scary. It's scary to, to face your demons once and for all. But you don't have to, you know, rip the whole band-aid apart right away. Brandon, yeah, um, yeah. when, where can they find you if they want to try out EFT, breath work, and all that modality uh, that you mentioned? Yeah, so I've got a healing website, which is simplybromwinhealing.com. Um, and then my music is on simplybromwin.com. Um, that's Bromwin with a Y. Wow. And what's your favorite song that you've uh, written? My favorite one so far is a song called Wish Me Luck. I, um, I back in 20, 2017, I think it was, I wanted to go on tour and I had a date in mind, but I kept putting it off. And then one night I just sat down and I wrote this song and then I just went and booked a whole bunch of gigs and quit my job and just sang and couch surfed around the country for uh, I think it was like three months in the end. Um, so yeah, that's it's like my theme song. I did a competition in LA a few years ago and there was a team of us. And so we shot a music video for it. It was like our theme song for that trip. And then it's yeah, seen me go to Nashville and now to Mexico. Yeah, it follows me everywhere. Wow, that's amazing. Can you sing us a couple of lines? Oh yeah. Uh, should I grab my guitar or just sing? Oh, yes, yes, please. <laughs> Oh, crap. Here we go. Am I crazy, stupid? Maybe it's somewhere in between. Didn't take me long to jump, could be about to find my feet. No amount of warning lights could have stopped me in my tracks. May not know a lot, but I know there's no way I'm going back. I've got my lucky pennies, I'm headed for the nearest vision. Either way, you know it'll be fine, it'll be fine, it'll be fine I don't know what I'm doing, but who really knows what they're doing I'm all in, I'm all in Wish me luck much for that so beautiful your voice is beautiful your guitar playing is beautiful thank you Bronwyn oh my goodness yeah I'm all in that's the message of the song exactly thank you for being here with us and thank you everyone for joining us on another soulful journey right here at soul power to the people podcasts remember your soul power is your greatest asset find that authentic self that's 
hiding inside of us underneath some even hidden trauma that we don't even know about. So do what you can to really get aligned with your higher self, with your higher power, with your soul power, and connect with Bronwyn, connect with myself if you need assistance in that healing journey. Thank you so much for joining us. See you again very soon at Soul Power to the People podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Soul Power to the People podcast with Tess Vergara. We can no longer be the spectators of our own destruction. Take back your mind. Take back your voice. Take back your soul. Take back your power. Join me again next time for the next episode of Soul Power to the People.